Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, today's news involves Sony doing a whole bunch of layoffs, canceling some projects, reevaluating their portfolio, apparently. And apparently, Scott Telford, there is another Smash Brothers competitor on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, like I said, Sony have been laying off various uh, employees, and there's a whole bunch of things going on with the projects that they had in motion involving a PlayStation 5 AAA exclusive, which is still happening, um, but the studio making a deviation games have been hit by layoffs. And um, to run this stuff down, like I said, layoffs happening across the board. The first one to mention is Deviation Games. They were formed by Call of Duty veterans Jason Blundell. Blundell? Blundell? Blundell. To his friend. Uh, Jason Blundell and Dave Anthony back in 2021. Um, they were going to be working on a AAA PlayStation 5 exclusive, um, which is still in development. Again, it's worth mentioning that. Um, that the remaining team are still working on that, but they have suffered a whole bunch of layoffs. And um, the team were only 100 people big back when they started in 2021 as well. So right. it feels like that's maybe that'll push that game way, way further back. Um, but assumedly that'll be a first-person shooter. You don't get you the Call assume. of Duty people. Yes. Can't do that. Well, you know, stranger things have happened, Scott Telford, I would say. But yeah, <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, sure. across the board, like, Sony have kind of fumbled the bag when it comes mm. to uh, first-person shooters, at least in the modern era. Like, the last one we got from a first-party uh, team, at least, was mm. Killzone Shadowfall. If what I last, that's recall, the last Sony first-person which was shooter. 10 years ago, funnily oh. enough. That's kind of crazy. Oh. Oh. But, like, the, the going back to the layoffs for a minute, that's yes. kind of annoyingly and frustratingly sadly the like the story of the year right like it feels yeah, like man. every big tech company across the planet has been having layoffs in some department you know even in the gaming space Microsoft uh, had a whole round of layoffs at the start of the year that wasn't just Xbox it was Microsoft as a whole yeah. but you know was still kind of on that level and it's like man it seems like no company is impervious to doing this Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Ubisoft as well are in amongst all this stuff as in terms of recent layoffs. Um, another studio, uh, Final Strike Games, they had a deal with Sony. They were making, we didn't know what it was, it was unannounced PvP multiplayer shooter and the previous thing they had made for EA was Rocket Arena, which I thought had not worked and wasn't even live anymore. But Rocket Arena is still going, they're still making content for that. It was Knockout City that closed down. I feel like both those games kind of launched at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Final Strike Games are still going as a studio um, working on Rocket Arena, but the thing that they were doing with Sony, whatever that was, sounds kind of like a Fortnite style game Rocket Arena had a lot of um, influences from Fortnite as well and isn't coming anymore Um, and the worst of the lot is Concrete Genie developer Pixel Opus are shutting down altogether in June Um, Concrete Genie you know first party exclusive barely talked about completely died on the vine when it came out um, and now the studio aren't going to get to do any follow-ups from it I didn't know that I knew about the others before doing this news that comes as a genuine surprise I Mm -hmm. didn't expect to see that coming Scott Tilford especially when just the other week weren't we talking about how Sony doesn't necessarily have a lot of those 
quote-unquote smaller games to no. supplant the AAA releases anymore. Obviously, they famously had Stray last year, but that wasn't a first-party product or anything. Mm. I don't... Uh, no, they sort of stepped came in. in and, yeah, yeah, stepped in at the, more or less to the end. Stroked the cat, published the game, yeah. and got a lot of plaudits for it. That's That sucks because the layoffs that are happening here, mm-hmm. obviously it sucks on a personal level as well, but like as a, as, a, as, a, as a kind of company's approach to their games and their portfolio, I just see them kind of cutting off stuff that doesn't fall into the Sony brand yeah. of their modern triple-A approach to game design, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. They sent an email around. Is, is there a bow and arrow character in there? Is there not? No. Get it out of there. That's all we want. Um, yeah, I think in terms of the way Sony's first party is coming together, and I flagged this years ago in terms of the Sony formula, the emerging Sony formula that is very profitable for them, but I feel like we're at the, the apex of that curve when people start to identify it and we start to point at the elements that make up the Sony formula, like a bow and arrow character, like uh, you know, light open world elements, like like light crafting elements as well. Yeah. Um, and those are the things that once you start to acknowledge... You once you start to acknowledge things that make up those formulas, it can it can start to feel a little bit tired. It can start to make you want something else. Um, and assumedly, we're still getting the deviation games. Assumedly, first person shooter, if that's what that is. Um, but yeah, Pixel Opus were an, were an awesome studio. Concrete Genie was a massively overlooked game that was super inventive. Had a really cool uh, graffiti mechanic. It was kind of like a third person platformer. Um, and I liked that game. I didn't finish it sadly. Maybe yeah. that was my, my part of the problem. Um, but still, I feel like overall they would benefit from having way more Pixel Opuses um, and way less worrying about doing another. Bow and arrow open world light crafting game. Again. It's, it sucks because the, the writing has kind of been on the wall for at mm. least a few years. I remember when it was first revealed, um, before the official reveal, that they were making The Last of Us Part 1. If I recall, it was a Bloomberg report that yes. dove into the reason that was greenlit in the first place. Mm. And that report had a big chunk on how Sony are kind of getting risk averse with greenlighting new projects. They said, according to that report, and mm. which has seemingly been confirmed by their actions since, mm. that they're focusing so much on those bankable IP, that bankable IP that they own, you know, they're they're wanting sequels to Horizon, they're wanting sequels to God of War understandably, but that report suggested that's kind of all they wanted and I look (laughs) at these layoffs, I look at these closures Mm. I look at these, uh, you know decisions that they've been making recently in terms of their output and I kind of just see that coming true and that is such a shame because while I love God of War while I love Horizon I don't want everything to be God of War and Horizon and Spider-Man you know you want that kind of level of distinctiveness uh, and variety to the games that you're getting you know you want more than just kind of third person over the shoulder open world or semi open world games at least I do I want to see them take a chance in something a little bit more creative a little bit more imaginative that's smaller scale in a you know stature you want to see them take a risk on Mm -hmm. a first person shooter you know they're talking so much we've mentioned this again before about like the CMA and how they're saying you know Microsoft can't have Call of Duty because we can't make a competitor. You can't make a competitor when you're closing <laughs> or minimizing your uh, first-person shooter studios. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether this is maybe just because they've got Bungie now and they're like, okay, we don't need really well, anyone else in the space. We, we, we've spent billions of dollars on this company. Mm-hmm. They can do the heavy lifting in that area for us, which is it, it's a shame because why you only have one team that specializes in one thing? Yes. Well, it's the thing. Uh, Deviation Games are the team that... And we're only assuming it's a first-person shooter because it was set up by uh, Call of Duty veterans. They are the team that are still going. It's just that they were hit by layoffs. The teams that are shutting down are Pixel Opus and whatever the game was from Final Strike. But Final Strike games are still going. Um, But it's worth mentioning that their agreement, that game was in production for three years. Apparently, it was two years away from being revealed. um, But that thing was just canned. So they were... I mean, three years into a five-year death cycle, they would have had something to show. So so. I guess they kind of go, okay, that's not going to fit with what our portfolio is. But yeah, it's an interesting tightrope to walk. When 
not necessarily casting full maximal judgments on things yeah. um, in regards to you know the best way to move forward. But I think that identifying the Sony formula and that conversation, to me, there's a way that this goes where it becomes the Ubisoft formula and it becomes the thing that we all got sick of again 10 years ago or across the last. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Yeah, I mean, look, you you look at their their moves across the last 10 years, Mm. and I'm talking about Sony here, and while they had a lot of sequels, of course, like, their biggest successes, and the reason why I think they won the last generation Mm. was new original ideas. Like, Horizon, we've kind of just almost been slagging it off there as being a little bit derivative (laughs) now, but in 2017... (laughs) (laughs) But in 2017, it was huge for, like, Sony to have a first-party 
big open world um, RPG inspired game like that just hadn't been on the platform before then it felt like a risk it was this new world that was kind of like different to what they had made before Mm -hmm. it was taking a a, a developer known for their first person shooter games and giving them an entirely different genre and allowing them to go wild Mm -hmm. like you saw that in Ghost of Tsushima as well you even saw a lot of risk in the first uh, God of War reboot you know completely changing uh, that character of Kratos completely changing the approach to the storytelling and the gameplay like they were in some ways bankable franchises but they were doing at least interesting things with them and I kind of just don't want that to go away because I think that was a fundamental reason for the appeal of that era in those games and if you kind of start to play it more safe and say well well, we've got our we've got our gold mines now and we'll just hopefully keep digging and keep making a lot of money I don't think I don't think that's the way to go necessarily but then I don't get paid millions of dollars to be a businessman so <laughs> sadly we're not Jim Ryan but I feel like um, yeah that's the whole thing they need to have a steady supply of new ideas alongside the bankable stuff um, and it's easy when you look at the, the likes of layoff news to focus on the things that are being taken away hopefully because we're on the cusp of the and it's yet to be fully uh, officially announced the PlayStation Showcase that's coming up I think it's meant to be announced by the end of this uh, this month and um, that can help allay fears as to what the rest of their portfolio looks like yeah. I'm just forever flagging that uh, you know once a business identifies a formula that works, it's very easy to run that into the ground in a creative space. Totally, yeah. And, and, and the video game industry, like across the board, is absolutely guilty of doing that. Yeah. You know, one thousand percent. You mentioned Ubisoft earlier, which is in dire straits right now. Mm. I would say for doing that exact same thing, for yeah. giving you a formula over and over again, making their initially distinct franchises like Far Cry and um, Assassin's Creed, and kind of merging them into one kind of super franchise that is just like. Ubisoft and then it doesn't really matter what the thing is called mm-hmm. you kind of know you're going to get Assassin's Creed but first person or you're going to get you know Assassin's Creed but in the future you know, they're all going to have like towers that. they're all going to have towers you yeah. know it's the classic thing that they still kind of haven't gotten away from mm-hmm. and I just don't want to see that happen uh, to Sony because no. they are in a good position now and again sorry for keep saying that we mentioned this last week but I think it's important to say like I just don't want to see them get complacent I don't no. want to see them uh, kind of rest on their laurels and assume that they can just skirt into the next generation as by far the market leader because it's that kind of hubris if I dare say mm-hmm. that uh, resulted in the PS3 and all of the bad mistakes <laughs> that came with the early part of that launch I don't mm-hmm. want to see history repeat itself in that way again. No, we know what they need to avoid for people who grew up and lived through that entire era. Um, I'll throw in here that if you enjoy daily gaming news, you like the idea of gaming conversations that happen. When things are worth talking about, then please give us a subscribe and keep up with us. We update nearly every day, especially with lists and news and talking points, etc. Um, and thank you very much to everybody who has, has subscribed so far. Next talking point is <laughs> Disney Domination. Interesting. This. this is a Super Smash Bros. style game that leaked back in March, um, but it was only kind of a conversation. It was just a couple of people posting over on Reddit um, and the idea that Disney would doing a Smash Brothers clone, not unlike Multiverses and Warner Brothers attempting to do the same thing. Um, But now there are some screenshots that have leaked that seem to be from the game's campaign, seem to be from the cutscenes that are in the story mode. Um, And it's more just a talking point. Again, we don't have an official announcement, but we have things that seem to be pointing more in that direction. Um, So yeah, this um, looks just ridiculous. (laughs) This is just big business going to big business. (laughs) I love Um, it's like every big business, every big media conglomerate (laughs) first gets a streaming service and then gets a Smash Brothers competitor. Like That's the order of When is the Bethesda Smash clone (laughs) happening? We've had PlayStation All-Stars as well. Um, So yeah, the characters that have been shown so far in the latest screenshots are Thanos, Donald Duck, Woody... And Thanos is talking to Peter Griffin. (laughs) 
Because in the subtitles, he says something like, oh, what a joke, Peter Griffin, or something like that. So, assumedly, the Fox properties are in here, too. Um, but, yeah, if you roll it back into the leaks from March, uh, characters mentioned back in March included Spider-Man, Mickey Mouse, and evil Buzz Lightyear, mm. and Goofy. Um, it's worth mentioning in here that Multiverses, like I said, WB, Warner Brothers, attempted this. Um, it's currently shut down until 2024. That game was in beta, even though it wasn't because it was full of microtransactions and mm. that entire approach to business. Um, but that thing is shut down because the line very much went down in terms of the popularity of that thing. And they've attempted to put it on ice and just say, hey, we're coming back next year. I don't think that game's coming back at all, personally. Uh, I, I don't think you can compete with Smash Brothers. It's an Overwatch. All the hero clones that attempted to take Overwatch's pie you're right. didn't succeed. And I think it's the same thing with Smash. I think you're right, right? But selfishly, I want to see these games come out <laughs> because I have a perverse love in this kind of like IP era that we're living in now. Yes. Just the absolute crazy amalgamation of franchises that you get it. from this stuff. I love it, it's man. It's so like, twisted. What, it is. It really is. But I get a perverse joy in my brain from the outrageousness of watching like Arya Stark go up against uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in a fighting <laughs> game. And in this one, yeah, yeah, you're having, you know, Mickey Mouse and Daffy Duck or whoever is, is fine <laughs> and good. I want to see like John McClane in there. I want to see them break the tone completely. Okay. Have like Die Hard up against... The Avengers and just like <laughs> go nuts with it. Disney own everything in mm -hmm. the entire world, so I want to see Homer Simpson fight his enemy off. You know, like, just, like in, 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 in the dying embers of society that we're in right now. <laughs> I kind of want to see that happen at least, because just bring me all the in the joy. mass conglomerate hellscape <laughs> that is modern media, where we just take things and mash the fingers together and hope for the best. Um, yeah, it's obviously worth mentioning. I think I said it before, but the whole grain of salt, spoon of salt, yeah. literal sack of salt with this thing. Um, because we're only going off potential leaked images, which could easily be AI-generated, again, in the modern era. Um, and also, the thing that it originated from was just a forum post back in March, but there are more details coming out about it. So, if Disney domination is uh, announced soon, it's just more interesting as a talking point, regardless. Um, for now, though, this, is, no, this hasn't been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. Leave this in the edit, because I need to learn. It's not the What Culture Gaming Podcast, but this has been What Culture Gaming. I don't know what this ending is anymore, but I'm Scott Taylor. That's Josh Brown. I'm Josh Brown. Hello, bye. Hello. Also, let us know in the comments below who you want to see in Disney domination. Yes. Should it be real? Like, what crazy Yes. Do you want to see? Because it's going to pop me all day. Please do it for me. <laughs> Thank you all very, very much for watching, and we'll catch you probably tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.